Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. And we're back. And we are back for season nine. And Fedra Chris. Hello, everyone. Fedra is joining us from her new place, and uh, I guess your, your setup isn't set up yet, all right? No, no, no setup, really. Got it. Boxes everywhere, but it's a good way to start the new year, you know, opening up the packages like it's Christmas and decluttering and shifting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't do uh, a couple episodes towards the end of the year. I had COVID and uh, I just wasn't up to it. I still have kind of got a cough, so you might hear that from every now and then. Uh, but it was for me, it was it sucked. It was Christmas week and New Year's week. So that was my fun, just staying home, sleeping, drinking water, and uh, not a lot of fun. Although I will say, though, I I feel like COVID isn't that bad. I mean, I guess it depends on the person that gets it. I know, like, when I have colds, I'll have them for months, you know, like, or it'll go into, a like, a second month, and then I get to get a pack to get it fixed, but... Uh, COVID just kind of like hit you for a couple of days really strong. But then I'd say like after like the, the first week, it starts to diminish and it's it's not as bad. But it lingers. It lingers a little bit. but It does linger. Yeah. Anyway, so tonight what we're going to do is we're going to go over some news. And we're also going to um, – I have a you know question I'm going to – ask these guys. I think this is the start of a new season. I'm going to start something new. So I'm going to always ask them a question in the beginning. Um, I did want to mention, I did do a podcast with Charlie Hunter on Rusted Junk and Dom Hardman, who is also part of Rusted Junk. And it was on Aliens. And I got to watch Aliens that I haven't seen in a few years. And it's still a great movie. movie. You know, again, one of my biggest things that i kept pushing on the podcast was that when you think of all the crap that we've seen like in the last three years and you go back and you watch aliens it's such a relief to see a good movie you know and not that it's ageless but it's just it's aged well uh, i'll say you know i i really enjoy it i think ripley is great the marine, the colonial marines are great. It's just a great movie. I agree. Oh, I love that. I'm glad that you you saw it again and and was able to review it because I'm still thinking about you know that comment that Jennifer Lawrence made. So it'd be nice to just get you know your impression a little bit now. Now that you rewatched it, do you feel like? Sigourney Weaver was a leading woman and leading role in an action film. Do you think she portrayed a strong, empowered, independent woman? Yeah, no, she was great. Again, she was kind of like a victim of circumstance in the first movie, uh, like as the alien was just killing off everybody uh, and she had to do whatever she could to survive. But she became a real warrior in this one and she had the motherly instinct towards Newt. And Again, she's not perfect in this. I mean, a lot of people don't believe her. She does make mistakes from time to time, not major mistakes, but 
she's just really good. She knows that when she has to, she acts. She doesn't overthink things. And uh, again, I, I remember when when I saw that movie, I was like, I always say that when people say, oh, well, I can't associate with Superman the movie because, you know, he's some straight white guy and that's not me or whatever. I associate with Ripley. I mean, when I'm a, I see her on the screen, I'm Ripley, you know, I'm nobody else in that movie. I, I want to be Ripley. And that's, I think she's, she's one of the greatest action heroes. Definitely for me, I, I would say probably, uh, probably at the top of my list, even beyond Wonder Woman uh, in the movies. I don't know. I think she's great. I love her. Me too. So, did you guys see any movies? Hmm? Yeah. I, I saw the feel-good family movie. That was a Christmas season. Yeah, but you told us that the last podcast. was it No, uh, one that topped it. Okay, what, what did you see? It was Santa Claus versus the Gangsters. Really? In Violent Night. Oh, yes. Violent Night. Oh, okay. Oh, wasn't it awesome? That oh, you was saw it so too? insane. I loved every second. <laughs> it I know, was I feel just left out. <laughs> insane. I mean, that's the only if, way to put if, it. And it Jeff, had Christmas well, yeah. magic in it. Oh, serious. Do you see if, if Joe could be Santa? Don't you think he would be him? No, no. Oh, yeah. Joe oh, would yeah. be that cool. I Thanks, think Jack. he would. <laughs> you got to see it, though. <laughs> All right. Well, Joe maybe next Christmas. see that. The milk and cookies, and he'd be like, "That's for me. I'm staying away from that Jack Daniels on the shelf." Yeah, but when he held Skull Crusher, I was like, "Oh yeah, Joe, that would be Joe." He'd be like, "Oh, so you're on the naughty list? All right, I'm gonna give you a little piece." (laughs) (laughs) I love the part with his his bag too. We held it in front of him, and the guy, you know. Punches him and his arm disappears. Well, it's long enough. So was he actually Santa Claus? Yes. Yes. Oh, he was. He was Santa Claus. And they They got stuck there because the uh, gangsters were shooting up into the air and scared the reindeers off the roof. uh, All right. So now you're tempting me to watch this movie. Oh, it was. Definitely. It was insane. Like, you know, that scene in the Kingsman when they uh, have the super stylized violence in the church. Oh, no way. Yes. It was that kind of insanity. All right, I'm going to have to watch this now. Oh, yeah. You know? And, and you root for him. You root for Santa Claus because it's like Donald, what's the name? Donald Glover. I'm too old for this. It, it was just great. It was Danny insane. Danny Glover. It was insane. Huh? Danny Glover. Danny Glover. That, right. But, uh, yeah. Feel good movie. It's a Christmas classic. They also add in also the pagan uh, uh, mythical part of Santa Claus, which I really liked. They added that they showed him as a Viking, which he had a Viking sled and really? I really, yeah, I really like mm-hmm. they added that in because there's various names of, you know, Santa Claus and it's 
very interesting when you dive into just the mythology and the various stories of him. And I like that they're showing, you know, both sides in here where, you know, if you're on the nice list, it shows all the attributes of what it is to be nice and to be kind and to be good throughout the year. And then it also shows the bad aspects of what happens when you're not kind and you're not loving and you cheat and you lie and you steal and you blame people. And, you know, I Those love that. TikTok videos. It, it's completely true. You get what you deserve if you post TikTok videos. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, I would give this a high eight out of 10. Oh, wow. Eight. I don't think I've ever heard you give an eight to a movie. And the reason being is special effects were great. Fighting, as Jack said, phenomenal. Uh, blending of certain Christmas movies that we know into this. Uh, formulation of the writing of the story itself as a unique Christmas story. Fantastic. Acting, eh. But, you know, again, it's a Christmas movie, so it's not going to be Oscar winning. So sorry. Uh, music was okay. Was awesome. Yeah, music especially, was okay. Especially when he accepted the fact that this really is Santa Claus. And how that, yeah. that like, pushes him to be even meaner because he's got mm -hmm. a, he's got a classic grudge against Santa Claus, and it comes out in the most, like I said, insane ways. Oh, huh. all right, that's cool. I'll check it out for sure. Maria, you Fedra. I finally got to see um, Avatar. The uh, the water one. <laughs> the water one. <laughs> did you and, see? It? Did uh, you see in three D or? No, no, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't really important for me to see it in three D. Uh, we had to see it late at night, and so that wasn't really available. Um, but that wasn't you know no skin off my back. Um, <laughs> I I rated it seven out of ten, and that was being generous. I feel. Um, I mean, overall, was it what I was waiting for after 10 years? Yes and no. Uh, I like the explanations that were woven in and I love the effects and it was visually beautiful. Uh, music was definitely unique. A composer I don't think I really know. So it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the, the level of John Williams or Hans Zimmer, which I thought would pair with James well, Cameron it, on this. No, wasn't it? Uh, was it James Horner? I think he did the original one and then he passed away. Um, yeah, it was Simon something or Simone something. I, I never heard of this. I don't think I know this, this composer. So, I, I mean, um, effects and like the action was great, but they're just weaving to me, just another story that's been done, you know, resurrecting an old villain, and now the villain hates you even more. And, um, they also put in a lot of narratives in there again, which really didn't appeal to me. It was like, why is this in here? So, I, I mean, I know why it's in there, but it's like, why is this in here? Um, so, that so kind on, of... On the Fedra scale, 
Violent Night was a better movie than Avatar. Yeah, that's true. Yes. That's yes. that's that shows. Well, I, yeah. I, know, I mean, I saw Avatar. I, I, I feel a little better than Fedra did about it. And I'd probably <laughs> give it like around a seven, 7.5. Um, but it's like, we really didn't need a sequel to this movie because those characters were not very endearing, any of them. I mean, I couldn't remember the, the name of the, the leads, you know, after 10 years passed by. And I didn't give a damn if I ever seen it. But James Cameron loves that world. And he's like, well, too bad, guys. This is what you're going to get because I'm not doing anything else until I've decided I'm done with Avatar. But Well, that's fine. But, you know, you could say, well, James, you could do what you want, but you're not getting my money. But guess what? That movie's making tons of money. That it's, good for him. I think it's yeah. made like $1.6 billion uh as of tonight and um it's crazy well, it, I, I know you were saying though that he wants a particular hit in order to make like you said four movies or maybe even uh, five well a total of five yeah so i mean I, I i mean i hope it's hitting what he wants if he's going if he has a certain story to tell but i kind of agree with you that you know, the way that he he wove a lot of part of the story in the beginning pretty fast in order to elongate the rest of the message of this movie, which, I mean, everybody will interpret it differently. I personally don't like the message that's in this. I think a lot of it really could have been done differently or even avoided. Uh so I'm I'm interested in if there's four more movies, what exactly is he telling? And is he going to explore more of the world of Pandora? Is this going to be focused on the forest people and the water and that's it? Is there more to come? No, you know, and it, I heard they're going to be leaving the planet and going, going to different planets. Meeting new aliens. Man. Yeah. The, what are they called again? The Navi. The Navi, but the Navi don't seem that technically. Uh, well, Jake advanced is <laughs> to be leaving the planet. Um, I don't know. They, they'll do something. But you know what? Uh, I don't understand. Again, like if you saw the first one, the whole thing, it's called Avatar because it's basically, you know, Jake is a human being, but he's using an avatar to communicate with the Navi. Uh, right. How the hell does he get? Uh, I, I keep forgetting her name is uh, what well, Zoe Celadonna's character. How does he get her pregnant like four times? I, I, I you know, uh, maybe it's the technology, but I, I find it hard to believe that they can come up with something that where you can create life from, an, you know, however they did it, that it could impregnate an alien and have children with them. And even worse is Sigourney's Weaver character had sex with the nerdy guy in the movie, you know, the human guy, when they were both Navi, when they were using their avatars, and she had a baby, you know? I don't know. I just feel some of that stuff's a little far-fetched. But you have to suspend disbelief, I guess, uh, for all that stuff. Natiri is her name. Thanks. I always forget her name. But, you know, that's what's sad, too, is that she really takes a backseat in both of these movies, you know, um, 
But again, she, James she Cameron, does, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't care. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and people complain to him. It's like, ooh, you know, it's like you're stealing from the Native American Indians or their history or what is that called? Appropriation. Um, how dare you? And uh, yeah, but you see, if they were Indians, that would be one thing. You you can't be applying like you could still accept the Navi as a metaphor for the Indian Native Americans. If you want to do that, it's a metaphor. But you can't yeah. say by him making movies about them, he's belittling the American Indian. It's it, no, in fact, he's doing the opposite. And I wouldn't even say that he's addressing the Native Americans. I think he's actually addressing humanity when we were more down to earth. We were more in tune with uh, the earth. He's just portraying them as something outside of humans so that he can show how humanity has changed and used science and technology for our own greed and for our own uh, belief systems like, oh, I can play God and I can, I can disrupt, uh, disrupt an entire ecosystem, an entire planet in order to self-sustain myself and my planet and my needs. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I haven't seen it, so I could be talking out of the desert here somewhere. Well, remember, but I'm pretty I deep. The whole so <laughs> I'm huh? looking at it. Remember, I'm really deep. I'm, I'm really like, I'm going deep into it. So well, <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was a commentary on colonialism from the way it sounded, because it's like, you know, now the humans are on their way there. They have a bigger interest because Earth is becoming uninhabitable and they have to find a new place. So, well, yeah, I mean, it, it is that. In, who cares about the poor guys already living there? Kind again, of thing. So I thought that was more the commentary then. But you, like you can bring kids to go see it again. I don't, they might fall asleep during it, but you know, it's more of an action movie um, for them. And, and that's kind of what he's pushing, but I understand what Fedra's saying too. Everybody gets something out of it in a different way. Um, you know, if you just sit down and say, all right, I'm just going to watch this and enjoy it, which I kind of did. Um, and I did. Cause I, I'm again, when I told you, I saw Wakanda forever. I kept dozing off and, and just a few scenes would wake me up and I like, I'm like, all right, now you got my attention. And then they would go to a different corner and I'd start dozing off again. I never dozed off with this. And this was like three hours and 15 minutes. True. Yeah. It's, it's just like it, it caught my attention because as the story was going on, I wanted to know what was going to happen next and what car- what these different characters were going to do. If there was going to be betrayal uh, you know, if someone was going to turn good, that was bad and vice versa. So I enjoyed it. You know, it's, that's something that James Cameron does. It's again, it's, it's not a great story or anything like that, but it's entertaining and that's what movies should be. I mean, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's like, you know, the transformers where it's like, yeah, it's fun to watch the robots beat the crap out of each other. But the human story is just garbage in those movies that they, it just ruins True. the movie. <laughs> no, this isn't, that's not that. Av- Avatar is not that. It's still enjoyable. It still has, uh, you know, a ray of intelligence in it where, I don't know, I just enjoyed it. I think it, it, it's going to be different for everybody. Like, I think there's a strong possibility Jack will hate it and he may, might not ever finish it once uh, he does see it. 
But I can understand. I mean, when you look at it, again, it's made $1.6 billion. Somebody's got to be seeing that more than once. And more than, yeah. you know, it it's hit a nerve with some people. And they're they're going back to watch it over and over again. And it's mostly over in Europe and Asia. Like, it's dominating over there. And, and it's, but over domestically, it's beaten Wakanda forever over here, too. Um you know, if you compare the two box offices. So yeah, even people over here are liking it, but not as much as the people on the other side of the pond, we'll say. I'm just well, waiting for people is. to be painting themselves like Smurfs and saying I identify. They're still doing that. They are doing that. Like I saw a story, like some girl tattooed her eyes, uh, not to look like the Navi, but to kind of make her look a little bit more alien-like. And she went blind, you know? <laughs> Uh, I can't help but laugh because it's like, you're a friggin' idiot. It's like, are you seriously, you're going to tattoo your eyes because you want to look a certain way? I don't know. Just kids today are just idiots. There's kids. Kids listening. today. And and I'm the one who's who's like the old guy, you know. Bedroom. You are. I'm, I'm, I'm you know. No, I was just going to say, if there are any kids <laughs> listening, I don't mean you. You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't mean you, loyal <laughs> listeners. I mean those other people who don't follow our podcast. Yeah. Well, I think it's visually beautiful, and I agree. The pace was done great because, yes, I, I felt like it flowed. It it really. I was amazed at you know that it was over three hours, and it didn't mm. feel like that. I mean, it definitely didn't feel like Batman, and it definitely didn't feel like Wakanda Forever. I mean, Wakanda Forever, I'm more upset about how, you know, they took the African-American community and the Latino culture and painted it in that way. So I I felt more, more narrative and more just upset watching that than I did Avatar. But in Avatar... I'm 90% sure that James Cameron <clears throat> is aware of uh, plant medicine and plant medicine healing and shamanism uh, because he put it in here. Um, I'm, I'm very, I think he's very aware of technology and AI and the darker parts that's possible with you know, using our resources for good and for bad. And that's why he's putting it in this film because those messages are there. Now, who's going to pick it up and, you know, who's going to resonate with that? You know, I think that also just, this is my opinion that the reason why the Asian and the European countries, they're being heavily more suppressed right now with sanctions and with certain laws that are in those countries so definitely when you see this movie, it kind of gives you hope and humanity. Like, yeah, yeah could be. I should fight for what I believe in. I should fight for my country. I should fight for my family. So those mes messages resonate far more maybe than here. Maybe here we're just looking at it like, okay, great. It's another James Cameron film. Woohoo. You know, um, <laughs> I'm just kind of, you know, hypothesizing there. Well, I gave him credit because again, Every time this guy, this guy releases a movie, it doesn't have to be great, but he somehow gets the audience to go see it, you know? So I enjoyed it. Like I said, I I was expecting a lot worse going in. 
And I was like, this isn't half bad. Yeah, but the checkboxes were still there again. So, I mean, I would love to hear, you know, Charlie's perspective. I don't know if he saw oh. it. Well, I don't but, know if he's um, going to see it, but maybe that'll tempt yeah. him because I know he's listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he really he missed the fact we didn't do two episodes. You know, he was Aww. he was kind of upset. So, uh, oh, I missed you guys. I definitely did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, oh, let me start my question. So I yeah. was going to twist things around and ask you guys another question, but then I was like, that's nah, not fair because I kind of alluded to you guys what I was going to ask you to give you some time to think. Um. So my question is, like, if you can have one Spider-Man, who would you want? And that includes all the actors that have portrayed him and then actors that haven't portrayed him. You know, who do you, who is your favorite one and who do you think does it the best or how would you like to see it? Who's going first? Me or Fedra? Well, you can go. You open your mouth. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we had that uh, 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 you know, dead air. Dead air, dead air. Well, yeah, I don't like dead air. No, I told you guys, just go <laughs> talk and, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I still, I still enjoy Tom Holland as a younger Spider-Man. So he, he's, he's still my favorite of people who have already portrayed him. Um, I'm trying to think of an older Spider-Man. Who would I like to see in that role? So I, I can't, nobody's coming to mind right now. Hmm. Fedra? Oh, I mean, I, I still feel Tobey Maguire first and then Tom Holland as a young Spider-Man. I don't know who the actor is, but whoever is right now playing Miles in the animated series, I also really like. But again, I haven't seen much of the new multiverse. I saw the, the newest trailer, and I'm a bit worried because it looks like a crazy plot. So, Oh, yeah, and, and the, they released a poster. And when they had said, like, we had talked about this last year, where I think the, the director said that they were going to have 240 different characters. They ain't kidding, <laughs> which it's a little yeah. too much. I mean, no one wants to see that many Spider-Men. It, it's just overload. Well, I think that's just it. It is a bit too much uh, where it just looks like stuff is thrown together because there's just that much in it. You know, you know, we need to squeeze one more character into this frame. You know, it, 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 the trailer looks a little bit crazy. I don't know. I, I mean, I love the first one. I hope they're able to recreate magic again. Yeah, me too. I just hope that if we see that many, it's for an instant. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, and like I said, I, I always say this over and over again. It just goes to show they don't have enough confidence in Miles to do his own movie. He could. He doesn't need Spider-Gwen. He doesn't need Peter back. He can just be Spider-Man in his universe and fight like, I don't know who his biggest villain is in his universe. I don't think it's the Green Goblin. 
because he's more of a monster. Um, but it, I, I think it would be nice to see just a, a Miles-centered Spider-Man movie. And I think that that's also taking away from the character by introducing all of these freak show Spider-Man characters. But, but I would say for me, with the, the Spider-Man question, um, yeah, I like Andrew Garfield. No, what was the same? No, let me let me read. Yeah, Andrew that. Garfield. No, but I meant to say Tobey Maguire. <laughs> no, I like Tobey Maguire. I like those Spider-Man movies, especially Spider-Man Two. I'm a really good, big fan of that one. Uh, and I thought he played a good Spider-Man. I would like to see Andrew Garfield back. He's a little older. He was kind of goofy in No Way Home. I wish he would. I don't know, be more of an adult. And that's what I want the most. I want an adult Spider-Man. I'm so tired of origin stories and really what they did with ultimate Spider-Man when they, they re kind of booted Spider-Man in the comics and they made him a 15 year old. It was good, but it also was bad because they're just keeping him way too young. And again, I'd rather see him as a man, you know, working for the bugle uh, it depends who's writing him. I mean, I thought Ultimate Spider-Man, when he was back being a teenager, they added so many different elements to it that I I, I still think that's one of the best reads. If you're going to read, like, binge-watching, if you're going to sit down and just read 100 issues in a row and just plow through them, I think Ultimate Spider-Man is one of the best runs you can do no i agree but i also like i like when todd mcfarlane was working on spider-man was it david michelin michelin yes um i like those stories you know like again he kind of got his stuff together I, I yeah he was married to mj at that point um and again he was more of a he took the the you know the superhero stuff seriously um he had a lot more confidence than when he was when he was younger Anyway, so I mean, that's always my favorite. It's just an adult Spider-Man. I kind of like how what they did with Ben Affleck and when he played Batman. Like, like we finally got to see an adult Batman, you know, that was seasoned, and he's been fighting and training for a long time. And that's what I want to see with Spider-Man. Um, but uh, Jake Gyllenhaal had actually auditioned several times to be Spider-Man. I think he auditioned. Hmm. Maybe in, with Toby for the Toby Maguire movies and the other ones with the Andrew Garfield ones, um, that would have been interesting. I would have liked to see what he would have done. But I tell you, after watching Top Gun, his name was thrown around for a while. Tom Cruise as an adult Spider-Man. First of all, he's got his height, you know. I think, uh, and he's kind of got his look too. And say what you will about Tom Cruise. He still can act. Uh, I think he would have been a pretty cool Spider-Man. And I, I wouldn't have mind seeing if Marvel ever wanted to do something like that. But he would never do it. He, he's another one that's stuck in the Mission Impossible movies, which is like worse than Avatar. Well, I enjoy. I kind of enjoy the Mission I Impossible I enjoy them, movies. but what are they up to seven or eight? It's like, come on, dude. Stop doing those movies and do something else, you know? Hey, you know what? Career. He loves he loves doing them. You know that's the thing. It, it's it's not that he's re- 
you know, he's like one of those guys who's reached a level of success. He just does these things because he wants to do them now. He's not doing them for the money. You know, he's doing them because he likes, he just loves doing them. I mean, look at the fact that, you know, he's logged so many hours of flight time that they trust him to bring a fighter jet up. You know, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. He, he, he does these Mission Impossible movies because he just likes enjoying. I know, I know he enjoys them and he makes money, too. I mean, honestly, I would I would love to see him step in if they uh, recast Tony Stark. I don't know about that. I know like his name is thrown about for that too. No, uh, only because, you know, he has that cockiness and still manages to stay likable. Mm. You know, that a lot of a lot of actors can't seem to get that angle right. But I think he does manage it. I kind of think I like now that you I'm I'm sorry, Fedro. Um, what'd you say? I don't know about the look but as far as an actor and he's been a lot in a lot of action films lately what about ryan gosling as spider-man yeah yeah he would be good too i think as a grown uh, spider-man yeah. yeah seasoned um I, I don't know he's a little he's like a little too big though yeah he might be a little too tall to, yeah, yeah. He, he's not big muscular wise i mean he's a good shape but yeah, he, he's a little too tall. But if he was the only hero in the in the movie, maybe people would notice. <laughs> It'd be a one shot. You make him stand next to a CGI Hulk. No, I, I was going <laughs> to say, like, you know how, like, how Marvel made the big deal of announcing that they weren't going to recast T'Challa because of Chadwick Boseman passing was away? A huge mistake. Oh, wow. He's six foot. I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, I think that uh, they privately have done the same thing with Iron Man, you know, where they didn't announce, well, we'll never recast another Tony Stark because Robert Downey Jr. was perfect. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's in their mind. And that's why, you know, but I, I would love to see another Iron Man movie. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. All right, let's get into the news. So, big news, Jeremy Renner was seriously injured in a snowplow accident. Yeah. I mean, that was, that, that was a big... Like, I heard snowplow, I'm thinking, oh, what does he have, you know... Yeah, the, the push that he can push, or yeah. maybe even ride on, like, a mower. Like, that's that was a huge truck he had. Yeah. And it flipped on him or something, right? I'm still confused about the whole thing. I, I think like his one of his kids' cars were stuck and he was trying to get it out and he got out of the snow plow and then the snow plow started to move and it ran over him. But I know he had surgery on his leg and his chest. He had uh, trauma on his chest. So he's lucky to be alive. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, can you imagine being someone like that? I mean, he's a movie star. He's got tons of money, and then he dies from a freak accident. I would be haunting the earth if that was me. <laughs> I think that's why people haunt the earth. It's because it's like 
they're so pissed off when they die. It's like, screw that. I'm not down. No, I think I think you should make a coffee table book of all the ways that you would haunt. Because I think you've said this more than once. <laughs> what, like what you would haunt, you know, whether it's uh, Disneyland or Disney World, if they do this or that. Oh, I'd love to haunt Disney World. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And I don't think I'd be the only one there, too. But to haunt people. I find it very creepy that people dump so many ashes there. They they don't, but they have done it though. Um, I think a few years ago somebody was caught doing it, in, in the haunted mansion you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a little crazy. <laughs> um, I would do it because I was bored. If it's like three o'clock in the morning and the TV's not on and I can't turn the TV on because I'm a ghost, I'd probably just knock over a coffee cup to scare the crap out of somebody. (laughs) Hogarty, the lonely ghost, the loneliest ghost there is. (laughs) So just remember, Jack, if I go before you and the coffee cup goes crashing, you know who it is. I wonder if I'd be able to get to your house from here, from Florida, too. <laughs> ghost, ghost, Hogarty starts walking, and by the time he reaches New no, Jersey, I'd, come gone. on, dude, I'd fly. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you'd walk. fly. Yeah. Your energy, yeah, you can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and the wind would carry me. I'd be there the next day, Jack. <laughs> yeah. And I got your new address too, so. That's what I get for sending you a Christmas card. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I hope he gets better. I'm sure he will because I, but it sounded really Trust me, I watch enough ghost shows. You showed Mm. up, I'd have Father McKay here to send you into the light. Yeah, it doesn't work. Um, I was saying though, it's, uh, I I thought he could have died. Uh, you know, like the first couple hours when they were reporting it, it, it didn't sound good. But I'm glad he sounds like he's going to make make it. But who knows what he's going to look like? Like, did you see Jay Leno? Uh, he was working on a car and he set himself on fire. Yeah, and he, I mean, he looks good considering what he was through, but uh, he doesn't quite look the same. No, he looks partly like Phantom of the Opera, you know, like around by his chin, which is his his payday. So uh, he's lucky. Like I'm saying, Jeremy Renner is lucky. But I'm yeah, sure he'll, no, he, he, he'll get rid of that snowplow. Or he'll just stay inside. Or he'll move. He doesn't have to stay in Nevada. I didn't even know it snowed yeah. over there. <laughs> but But also, like, hopefully with therapy and even plastic surgery he could be okay again yeah well here's hoping he has a good recovery yeah yes definitely so i heard this for a while now but it's becoming more and more i guess prevalent (laughs) aaron taylor johnson met with bond producers about playing james bond and it seems like he's on the top of their list um, so do you know who he is? Actually, I don't. Quicksilver. I don't think so. 
No, I don't think I know. He, he the guy, guy who in, played Quicksilver, really? And he was in Kick-Ass. You know, he was the guy who played Kick-Ass. Right. I he don't was, see that. I I hope not. <laughs> I know they want to go with a younger Bond. I don't like that. But uh, I, I don't see that guy as him. Yeah. I, again, I, I really don't see him. Yeah, like Fedra, you you don't you're not familiar with him? No, I'm not. Do you have um, any other reference? Um mm, no. But you should watch Kick Ass. It's a really good movie. Oh no, you, I saw it. It was just, just a the while first one. Ago. Yeah, second just one the first was pretty one. horrible. Yeah, throw out the second one. <laughs> no, it was a while ago when I saw it. Um I just I'll look it up. I I Maybe. loved it. I loved Hit Girl. I thought she was really good in that movie. She was, yeah. <laughs> She's spunky. Yeah. Oh, okay, now I see him. Um no, I don't see uh I mean I see why, you know, he's a pretty boy, of course. Let's get a pretty English actor to play James Bond, but it, it, it takes more than looks to, to be James Bond. <laughs> yeah, I don't like his voice. Um, I just can't see him. Like, you know, what I was watching, I was watching uh, Cary Grant, and I think it was North by Northwest, and uh, he would have made a good James Bond. Looks wise, I think he would have looked perfectly as James Bond, but his voice is. A little too familiar, you know. It's too iconic. Okay. I, I can I, see. Yeah, you're right. I can see that. It, it's the trouble of getting somebody who's already a little bit too established. Yeah. You know, because you hear certain people speak and the work they've done before stays with them. So accepting them as somebody new, it can be a little bit harder. Well, just the way he spoke, like the rhythm is like, hello, ladies, you know, that wouldn't work with James Bond. Bond, James Bond. <laughs> hello, I'm James Bond, Bond, James Bond. <laughs> A little too flamboyant with his voice, but I guess that was his natural voice, so you can't do anything about it. Uh, Charlie Cox says Bear, Daredevil Born Again will not have to do with the comic book series. It's just they're using the name and that it's just a new chapter in his life. He also said, too, apparently this Daredevil is not the Netflix Daredevil. Uh, it's a variant. Yeah, I'm not happy reading that at all. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a good premise now. That sounds like oh, we're just, we're just going to create our own stories and put our own narratives in it and add some more wokey stuff in it and just ruin the whole thing. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. I think it's they're trying to prepare us to the fact that this is going to be a kinder, gentler daredevil, the one that walks out of She-Hulk's apartment carrying his shoes <laughs> in the daytime. Doing the walk of shame. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the comics, they did kind of go that direction a bit. Like Matt Murdock, he left New York and he moved to California 
And they wanted to get back to him being a uh, lighter superhero, not as grim and dark. They thought, hey, we've got enough for that in The Punisher. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. It's just he was so damn good as the Netflix daredevil. I, I'd like to see that continue, but I don't think we'd see that continue on Disney Plus, especially yeah. with the uh, crowd of people they have writing it. I agree, Jack. That's what I'm afraid I mean, of. I'd love to see. We wouldn't see Foggy and Darcy with as much of an edge as they have. You know, they'll be like just the, <laughs> the happy, friendly couple next door. As Darcy? opposed to Darcy being a shark. And, you know, it's just sort of dragging Foggy along the way with her. Well, I don't remember that part. So Darcy was. Oh, was Darcy her? was. She was tough. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, she and, was. you know, even though she still had a soft spot for Foggy, which eventually they end up together. But, you know, yeah, Darcy, you definitely want a girl like Darcy on your side. Don't don't scorn her. Well, I'd rather them not ruin a great story like Daredevil Born Again, you know, than to do a half-ass attempt of one. So maybe that's a good thing because it's it's kind of hard for Disney to put out because Born Again is one of the greatest Daredevil stories ever written, and you don't want to crap over it. You you don't want to disrespect it. They're going to use their name. That's fine. Maybe somewhere somehow when i'm a ghost because i'm sure it's going to be a long time before we see our, see an actual authentic version of daredevil born again we'll get a good one but for now it's not going to be on disney plus um so wakanda forever is coming to disney plus on february 1st and that's probably when i'll watch it yeah, I might watch a little bit of it. I, 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 maybe, I don't you know. think I'm going to make it through in one seat sitting like, yeah, like you did. I think I'll be catching it a little bit at a time and making my way through it. Well, I can't wait to hear what you think because there's a bit in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, and a lot of people I heard also they weren't happy with Namor. Oh, I hate I know Namor I, in that. I know, I, I know I wasn't. Especially with that green crap in his nose and his ears. It's I, I just I just don't get that. If you want to give him give him like a pirate earring or something, but yeah. the stuff in the nose, it, it looks like he's got green snot or something coming out. And and again, when you they were ticking all the boxes and they're like, Well, we need somebody that's Hispanic to play Namor because we don't have enough Hispanic superheroes. Namor looked never, he never looked like that in the comic books. Never. And that's that crap always irritates the hell out of me. And I would have been on his side if he would have done a good job with the performance, but it was like, eh, you know, it's like one and done, kind of like Shang-Chi. It's like, it was okay, but it's not like he was Bruce Lee. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's way. like what, but that's what the point I was, I was saying that it's a really, to me, it's very demeaning to the Latino community because, you know, I believe it's cool. Kul was a legit 
like legitimate mystical god in Latin American culture. And he did not have those piercings. Uh, if you look at Mayan and Aztec culture, they don't have those kinds of piercings. They have it elsewhere on the ears, um, but not in the mouth or nose the way that it's projected. Uh, you know, if we go to South America, they would have these kinds of like twigs or pieces through the mm. nose. Uh, and that was really warriors, certain kinds of warriors and tribes. But if you're the chief chief, you would have different uh, things like you would have a headdress or you would have heavily, you know, necklaces and things like that. But I agree with Jack that it, it's not only distracting to me, it's more demeaning. It's really dis disforming the face. And, you know, also with the, the way of his outlook, you know, showing that and just making him very villainous and very just evil overall. It's like, again, like, I don't, I don't really see any Latin, you know, American uh, Avengers. And then the one, you know, black American Avenger that we see passes away and then it gets altered and changed into uh, a female uh, Avenger. So I wonder how that's going to play into the next phase five too. So I, I just really don't like the way that they made that film and what they put into it underneath everything. Again, I, I don't know much about Namor. I mean, I, I used to collect him, but I would say most of the time when I would get Namor comics, he was fighting somebody, either the Fantastic Four or he was in the Defenders or something like that. Um, I rarely bought his individual comic books. I don't even know if there were any, you know, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, there, were, there were plenty. He, he had a good run, I mean, for years. Him and the Hulk split a magazine. Oh, okay. I remember that. Remember Tales to Astonish? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like, geez, about 70 issues. You yeah. Know, until the Hulk took it over completely. And, you know, he's had his own series on and off through the years. But but still, that's what another character I'm saying as like Submariner number one to ten. I, again, I don't know if those uh, where they exist, if they do. They probably do. I just never was really interested in him under the sea, you know, I but I liked him as as a villain or if he was in the Defenders. Um, but I did want to say again. What I liked about him was he was he was mysterious. We didn't know his origin. We just knew he lived underwater in Atlantis. He was the, the ruler of Atlantis. He had pointy ears. He had wings on his feet. He was badass. He sometimes he was good. Sometimes he was bad. He just Again, did what he wanted. <laughs> but in this this movie, Wakanda Forever, they they give you this whole origin story, which again I don't know if it's accurate because I haven't followed Submariner, but he was Mayan or his people were Mayan and, and what was it Frederick you saw it later than I did so I forgot some of it didn't they had to migrate into the ocean because they were being chased yes by, they were yes uh, they were chased by the Spaniards and they were being colonized again yeah. so that's the thing that you know they have in common with the Wakandans and then they they fled into the water as their way of refuge and yeah. did the God give them like powers to breathe underwater? 
or did they adapt to it? I forget. Uh, it's a little bit of both. Okay. Yes. And then, so Namor's mother was blue and she gave birth to Namor underwater. He wasn't blue, <laughs> but. Uh, they they had taken the plant, which again, this is evoking plant medicine, giving you special powers, giving you consciousness, giving you a higher you know, understanding. And so therefore you can go into the water and you can breathe. And then yes, he get she gives birth and he becomes the blend of both worlds. And that is why he is able to have this like ability over ruling everyone else. The bottom line is a crappy origin story. I, I think it was better yeah. knowing very little about him, you know, um, kind of like well, Wolverine. Mean, in the comics, his origin story is nearly the same as, Aquaman, you know, his his mom gets into some sort of trouble. She gets fished out of the ocean by a sailor. Oh, really? They so fall she... in love and she has Namor. You know, it's this it's nearly identical to uh, Aquaman. OK, so I, I didn't know that. So, it was his, his so I, I can see why they they probably make such a point to differentiate him. You know, same thing. He's not in Atlanta season. Yeah, I guess they had to because, again, Aquaman, whatever it's called, I don't know. Yeah, which is, it's kind of silly. I, again, it's sad because Namor was before Aquaman, just like Darkseid was before Thanos. And it's just because they came first, it's like, well, now you got to change your origin story, even though yours is right, probably more authentic. Did I freeze? Yes, I'm frozen. Yeah, you, I can. Are hear you guys you. hearing me? Okay. Yeah, we can hear you. All right. But, you, but yeah, you're, you're frozen. great. <laughs> uh, it's the last story. So James Gunn seems to be pissing off a lot of fans. They're already calling for him to be fired and to be canceled. Um, what do you guys think about that? I think he's just he's just catching the usual flack that anybody who makes a comic book movie is inevitably going to catch, you know, I mean, the stuff we've seen from, you know, let's face it, the guardians of the galaxy movies were great. Um, I enjoyed suicide squad. The second one where the first one I find unwatchable, mm. you know, so I think he does a good job with it. And you know what? I'd rather see the DC properties in his hands than continue on with the Snyderverse. You know, so give him a shot. No, I'm like that too. It's like he hasn't even done anything yet. Let, let's say before you start wanting to crucify the guy, let's see what he's got first. You know, let's see his first two movies. Um, don't say, well, he shouldn't even have a chance. And again, the all of these Snyder zombies that feel like he can only save DC, which is not true. I mean, yeah, I mean, hopefully he does something good for DC and that he doesn't make it worse. But exactly. it does it does sound like they're taking it seriously and they are formulating a plan as to what they're going to do. But it's rough, you know, because they we've had so many origin stories for all the characters and 
there's so many stories, I guess, that you can really take so many good stories, you know, with, with DC. So I know that he's probably cherry picking, like which ones are we going to start off with first? I know he's been hinting of some specific Superman and Supergirl stories uh, that are, I don't know. I, I really don't know them too well. Well, you know what? There's 50 years of storyboards he can look through and get an idea on what to put in his movies or what mm. direction to go. I mean, and you know what? And that's something a lot of comic fans would appreciate that, you know, oh, he, he's going to take a, a shot at whatever storyline, you know. Whereas the same way, let's let's face it, look at Marvel with uh, the Dark Phoenix saga. How many times are they going to go back to that well? What's their arrogance, too, with that whole dark Yeah, and Phoenix honestly, thing? you know what? I'm kind of, if they, if they never talk about Infinity Stones again, <laughs> I'd probably be happy. Oh, yeah, no, me too. You know, um, like enough is enough. But but again, like with the whole Dark Phoenix story, it's kind of like the Green Lantern where, you know, DC said, well, people aren't ready for a hero to have an adventure in space. We need to have him earthbound. And then Guardians came along and said, well, screw you. We can do it. It's kind of like that with the Dark Phoenix. I, I think that Brian Singer felt like people just won't get it, you know. Um, so we're going to have to change it drastically to retain the name of the Dark Phoenix, but we're not going to give them the story that they want or that was in the comics. Right, because it, it, there's still a, a general... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? That a lot of these place, a lot of these executives still look down on the material that all these ideas originated from, and oh, it's childish, it's ridiculous. Who would want to see that? Well, you've made billions of dollars based off of that material. It may have been updated because, let's face it, some of the stuff is very dated, uh, but it's a sign of the times. I mean. Look at the comics from the 60s and the 70s. You know, the stories are very simplistic, you know, but these are the characters that grew into the great stories that people love. Well, well, the Dark Phoenix saga had a lot to do with the Hellfire Club, too. Yeah, and it, it had that whole storyline. I don't know that how that would translate. A hero really turn bad. I mean... <laughs> You had Jean Grey, who was, you know, the sweetheart of every X-Fan, uh, flying around space, devouring solar systems. Yeah, yeah. Just, because, just because she could. That's a good point. Yeah, just because she could. Like, didn't need to, but just, yeah, let's just let it all burn. You know? Well, and I, I, mean, I think a lot, of, a lot of people identified, like, oh, it was Jean Grey, not really understanding that there is an entity there's like a parasite in her overtaking her at certain points making these decisions and kind of almost like schizophrenia you know like half of her was her but then the other side there was this voice there was this action just completely taking over her i thought at the time when i read it i thought it was fascinating 
she was a cool character for sure and i loved her costume but i mean that's still my that's my still number one superpower i mean i i mean i feel no 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 uh telekinesis uh i i think i think we do all possess it it's it's something that we have to consciously work through we we do all have that but to be able to truly read a person's mind i mean that's freaking cool <laughs> like how like I, I always loved visually how xavier would just be in his chair and just put on the helmet and then just be able to just go into different realms and hear other people's thoughts and see where they are and help them like i thought that was so i'd hate cool. that you know how many people yeah, you be know talking what i'd be crap like- about me well, yeah. that, that's, that's kind of where I was going to go or just like, you know, you're talking to somebody and it's like it would just come into your head. If if you could turn it on and off, maybe you'd be good. But yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if you were getting glimpses <laughs> into people's heads, like uh, I think that would destroy your faith in humanity more quickly than save. Definitely. It. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the battle that they both possessed. I think that's what makes xavier so strong because you know at times when i read magneto i understood magneto i didn't agree with magneto but i was like yep i see where you're coming from but i always rooted for xavier always well yeah like that thing that you sent us like with uh malcolm x and martin Mm -hmm. king Um, yeah yeah i mean i you know, like I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's a hundred percent, but that's where. No, it is. It is. A, no, that's a true story. But I kind of like. I'm just saying, if I was a black man, I would relate more to Malcolm X during that time. I mean, it was great that they had both of those leaders, but you know, th- when you get pushed down so many times over and over again, there there comes a time when you have to stand up and you know strike yes. back and. I I I think I would have looked up to Malcolm X, you know, and I I love Spike Lee's movie too. I I really enjoy that movie. Um, so I don't know where I was going with that. Other than that, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm more of of course as as you both know me, I'm very peacefully oriented, and I I just personally loved Martin Luther King's organization organizing peaceful protesting and you know also keep in mind remember they boycotted several companies bus stations transportation products all sorts of things very peacefully by just getting the people to really vote with their dollar and really like even to this day if you did that can you imagine if across the united states we all just said okay you know amazon we love you we don't like what you're doing. We're going to now boycott your company for the next six months. Can you imagine if everyone in the United States just stopped buying from Amazon, what that would do? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, overnight, you would see serious drops, you know, financially, which is not something that they could really afford. But because people are asleep. And people don't have that level of discipline or that level of <laughs> anger to be like, you know what, screw Amazon. I mean, but if you if you did that to make a point, 
it would definitely get across. Now, yeah. if you go and resort to violence and blow up Amazon's headquarters, what is that really going to do? That's it, really, like, theoretically, what is that going to do? No, they're going to find those people, jail them, and just rebuild the building and the machine. It's all insured. Well, yeah, it's kind of so like... Uh you know it's like the matrix like where people are satisfied with the life that they're living yes uh, like you know like say like we all decided to boycott amazon and i'd be like well jack and Federer are doing it <laughs> you know i just will tell them i'm doing it but i'm not gonna do it because i yep. like getting my stuff that that's what most people are like uh, mm -hmm. and we'd never see something like that anyway well, um, I, well I mean no i mean they they legitimately did that in the 60s, but I, I agree 60s. with you. Yeah. And I right. agree with you that there's some, you know, there's some times where you do have to resort to, you know, violence and standing up because enough is enough. And, you know, there's a certain line of oppression where, yes, you do have to defend yourself. And I agree 100%. And we all have that right. That's a humane right to defend yourself. I don't, I know people won't agree with me but I truly believe everyone deserves that. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I was going to say too, is that people are mostly pissed what happened to Cavill that he got fired from being Superman. And like, again, a lot of people have ties to Snyder's universe. Uh, and news came out this week. I don't know if it's necessarily true, that they want to keep Ezra Miller now. Um out of all what? of them. <laughs> out of all of them. <laughs> yeah. Because he's been a good boy. He hasn't robbed banks lately. Um but I don't know if I believe that. You know, it's like a lot of this stuff is is just rumor. And why would they if they have a chance to get rid of the guy, get rid of him. <laughs> you know, because he's being good now because he knows his paychecks in jeopardy. Right. But, but once they're like, oh, well, why don't you sign on this dotted line for a three picture deal, you know, worth mm -hmm. like $30 million, he's going to be acting up all over again. But again, it, it's just a lot of sites are, are reporting, you know, like, I don't know who the source is behind this, but I don't know. I mean, the one thing I'm glad is they got rid of the rock. That guy is just so arrogant. He makes me sick now. Um, I just can't stand to look at him anymore. They were saying that, like, he kept going over their heads at, at Warner Brothers. Like, he didn't want really? to talk to, like, you know, the head of, uh, you know, the DC movies. Instead, he wanted to talk to the CEO, Zaslav, you know. And uh, they were all getting turned off because he he's, he's got such a big head that he thinks that, I don't want to talk to you. And if I want things done, I have to go to the big guy. And then I think what pissed them off is that league of super pets that he wanted to be um, executive producer. And, uh, and I, I think they said no. And he got so pissed off. He refused to promote the movie. Um, and I don't think he promoted the movie you know, when I, when I think about it. So it could be true. But like when they were releasing Black Adam, he was making a big stink that he wanted the premiere to be at this bar so that he can sell his vodka, uh, his tequila. 
um because he, he's making tequila he's all about himself as a business and he has to be making money left and right so if he's pushing black adam he's got to be pushing his tequila too but the dc executives just got fed up with him that's like this guy is poison you know he thinks he can run the whole company and that we're all going to listen to him uh we need to get rid of this guy let's hope this movie bombs and they were very lucky that the movie did kind of bomb but i'm sure disney's knocking at his door yeah i i mean i'm i'm not thrilled about you know what happened when it comes to you know the superman film and how they're you know they're changing everything but i mean i can understand why they want to do a revamp i disagree that i hope it's not an origin story we've done that enough they need to start fresh but start anew and maybe start in a different place right i'm hopeful that james gunn is gonna do well excuse me folks i'll be right back all right but i'm amongst yourselves i'm hopeful that he's gonna do right and he's going to take his job seriously because, hey, he's getting already outlash already. I don't I don't think he didn't know that, you know, like, I mean, we we take it very seriously. And DC has not been going well. So, <laughs> you know, it's the same way as how. I think I don't know who, but, you know, they said that they fired, you know, the CEO of Disney overnight and just put on the old, you know, the older guy. And they're like, okay, now it's going to be different or now they're going to make these changes, you know, and that's supposed to make us feel good, you know, and and it isn't because in reality, they're going to, they already have certain things that they're executing that are still going to, you know. It's like that with politics too. Like, you know, yeah, every time exactly. That's why I'm saying it the way I'm saying it. <laughs> it's like, you know, we're miserable. We're going to vote for somebody else now. All right. Now we're happy. We don't like this guy either. We're going to vote for somebody else next time around. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, Disney did kind of have that going on. I, I agree with you. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, like we all said, give Zack Snyder the next Zack Snyder, James Gunn a chance. Because uh, he did a good, do good with the Guardians franchise, and hopefully he'll do well. And if he doesn't do well, he'll be run out of town. You know. Yeah, exactly. He's got so and, and much I mean, pressure on him right now. Well, and and I think he just needs to, you know, trust his gut. You know, go back to ha- his creative side of of the Guardians, and I think he can do very well. Hmm. And we we just need to keep an open mind with that and i'm glad that you know what has happened with the rock i'm not so happy about hearing about miller i think he should be removed as well um because yeah that sort of ego drive you know overtaking the crew you know i'm sorry like you're you're an actor and you play your role well stick with what you're good at and that's where you can see when the ego is just overdoing it like when you're when you're going over people like you said you know going to the ceo and not addressing the crew that's so disrespectful you know it takes a lot to be a good director and you have to have a good crew around you to make this film it's thousands of people you know i i said this before on here and i'll say it again when i 
when I sit and watch a film and I've loved the film, like if it's eight or nine or 10 out of 10, I sit there and I look at all the credits until the end. Not just because it's a Marvel movie and there's going to be good some little, little, little tidbit at the end. No, if it's a good film and I loved it, I give that respect because all those people there worked there. You know what? I can't imagine how many hours on this. And, and they worked so hard just to get their name on that screen. That's definitely not so, me. I, I'm texting away at that point. Yeah. The credits are coming down. You know, so this movie me, sucked. Yeah, for me, if, if well, I'm just saying, if I love the film, yeah, if it sucked, I'm gonna get up and go and. Well, no, no, if it's I good too, to uh, I'm I'm gonna be texting too. If it's good, it's like oh, oh this movie okay. was awesome. You know, if it's if it's good, my mind and my eyes automatically, I want to know who directed it, who are well, the producers, who are the editors, uh, and then who's kinda, the composer. We kind of know most of that, you know, but. Yeah, I don't care who the best boy is or anything like that. So I'm not going to read all of that. Um, but yeah, if it's a Marvel movie, I'm forced to sit and wait for an after credit scene, which I'm getting tired of that crap. I just wish they would retire that because it's like, all right, it was fun for 10 to 12 years. It's getting old now. Like when you were talking about how, you know, James Cameron <laughs> said that this is his baby as far as Avatar and that, you know, he wants to make these five films and he wants to do it a certain way. I mean, once I saw that he was the director, he was also executive producer and also the editing team. That's all I needed to see. I was like, this guy wants complete creative control. <laughs> this person wants it a certain way. And, you know, that's okay when you have literally dedicated your life to this, that I no, can I, agree. I but love the rock. His... The rock is just following the money. I'm sorry. I agree with no, you. He, I mean, he, he is he's... completely changed from when, you know, I watched him on WWE. So I see him now as just following the money. Like if I got to do commercials, if I got to do a movie with Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart's blowing up. So I got to do it. Oh, now I need to be an Avenger. That's where the money is. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. All these celebrities. Yeah, they have a, a product and it's usually alcohol or a fashion line. So that's what I got to do so I can make more money. It's sick. It's like, yo, I mean, I, I to me, it's complete hypocrisy because he's a Hawaiian and Hawaiians are the most down to earth spiritual people ever. So to see him like this, it's like, yo, you I look more like. You, you look more like a businessman than a true Hawaiian right now. And I am going for this. And everything I would say, I would say to his face. I don't care how. Nom, 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 nom. I'm in love with Johnny. Oh, excuse me. I don't care how tall he is. I will look up at him and shake my finger because you were born in Hawaii. You are a spiritual man. And right now <laughs> you you gave your soul to the devil, my friend. And, you know, you think that the money's going to be there with God. Mm -mm. Testify, testify. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Came at the right time. <laughs> Sorry. No, about he, that, he, his thing is uh, he's, me out. <laughs> he became corrupt. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like he, I'm sure he was a nice guy. You, Mr. Rock, when you ask what's cooking, you'll be cooking in those fires. Mm hmm. And not even the volcano going to save you.
Mm-mm. But what it didn't help is like all these idiots basically saying it's like rock you should run for president and like all these polls saying that he would win and all that he's got such a big head right now you know that he thinks he's so beloved and that you know if he ran for president he might win i mean i'm not gonna say that he wouldn't but i'm sure he'd get a a very high percentage of the vote stranger things have happened exactly you know and but i could see but in his mind he thinks he could not only that he can win, that he could be the best president that ever lived. You know, like you can better just tell, than Lincoln or Washington. Yes, you you know that he's got so much arrogance. Again, even like when he chooses roles, like he's like he'll always be. And I, I think he's said this numerous times. It's like, well, I could be Captain America, you know, and I can be Black Panther, and I can be Iron Man, or I can be Falcon. You know, it's like. You gotta look like the character, you know. I'm sorry, but you have to, you know. Just because you're of of mixed race, that doesn't mean that you can play either one and that people accept you as this character. You know, people are looking for the Black Panther to look a specific way, and I can't picture the Rock as the Black Panther. And again, you know, his whole thing—he shaves his head now, and he just never grows his hair back. Captain America would be bald. Black Panther would be bald. Iron Man would be bald, you know, because that's what he did with the with the Black Adam, you know. And if he would have just had that little spiky hair or that uh, that vampire like yeah, kind of the widow widow peak widow's peak, yeah. If he would have had that, mm-hmm. he would have looked a lot more like Black Adam. But he's like, no. And it's like I can be anything. I, he's just so I can't stand the guy, and I'm glad to see that he's finally starting to fall. You know, like because a lot of people just can't stand him anymore. Because all this well, stuff. And is- it's also it's also not the quota. You know, if you're a good actor, you you're particular about the movies and the characters. This isn't about you know how many movies or how many roles I can fit before I die. Like no, because then in quantity you're going to you're going to slack you know i mean you're only human and acting is very difficult it's many hours depending on the film it's he's not an actor you know he's just a person well i'm just trying to yeah i'm just trying to give him credit where credit is due where yes he is an actor and he's acted in various films yes i would say that he's played a particular role over and over and over again but we could say that about many actors and actresses but I'm just saying that if he's saying like, oh, I could be this and I could be that. It's like my argument is not based on the looks, as you're saying, because I know that you're very fixated on the person has to be the character exactly to state that story. I'm saying more that even if he could, that does not make you a good actor taking on every freaking role you can do. Like, no, you have to be particular so that you can play that and really become that character. That's what makes a great actor. And if you can't do that, then sorry, you are, you're a cheap actor. You're just, you're just in here. You know, you're just in here because of your name or because some kind of product that you are, you're not a a true actor or actress. And then the hierarchy of the DC universe will change again. It's funny. The hierarchy changed for a month. <laughs> then he got let go. Like, oh well. I don't think it really changed all that much. 
It's like, so long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's wrap this one up. Uh, so, Fedra, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, you can find me. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Fedra Ephrist. Uh, you can be my friend on Facebook and you can email me at Fedra at WDWNP.com. And Jack? You can always send me email at jackm at wdwnt.com and if you want you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on facebook and check out wdw news today disneyland news today as well as universal parks news today for all your disney universal news and finally if you like our show and enjoy other wdwnt podcasts and like to become a patreon supporter please visit the wdwnt patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT With that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 9, Episode 1 So until next time, see ya Good night all and be good to each other Have a wonderful new year in our new season here on Nerd Alert and have a good night <laughs>